So that's where partnering with sales is even more important and making sure that you know, whatever we know in marketing, we communicate to the sales team, that they tell the story the right way, they really understand what the customer need is, and that when they go in for that meeting, they are met with success. Hello and welcome. I'm Rob Levitt and you're listening to C-Suite Marketing, expert conversations on executive engagement. C-Suite Marketing is brought to you by our friends at Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. Learn more about this podcast at itsma.com. You'll find today's show notes, other episodes of C-Suite Marketing, and all sorts of other research and insight on executive engagement. And please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Now for today's show. I'm here today with Jennifer Jackson, Vice President, Marketing Strategy and Operations at Teradata. Jennifer, welcome. Hi, Rob. Good to be here. Yeah, no, really looking forward to our conversation. Why don't we just get started, though? Tell us a little bit about Teradata in case people don't know, or maybe they have an older view of the company, and then your role. What does Vice President, Marketing Strategy and Operations actually mean? Yeah, so first, Teradata. Teradata is a cloud platform for data and analytics. So we play in what we call the pervasive data intelligence space, which really means having all your data available to you at all times to make critical business decisions and find those answers and run your business. Um, And we are, we've really transformed, you know, you talk about sort of who Teradata is today, we've really transformed into a cloud player. And so it's fun to be in the cloud software space as we enter the, you know, this decade. No, exactly. And you work with pretty much everybody on the business we side. Do. Yeah, we have a great list of customers and the more data and the bigger and hairier your business problems, the better a fit you are for us. We, um, we certainly work across almost every industry and all the biggest names and players that you can think of. So we have our hands in really tough business problems and use analytics and the power of the Teradata platform to help solve them. All right, so Jennifer, tell us about the role. Um, what is marketing strategy and operations? What's that role at Teradata? Yeah, so my job in strategy and ops is to operationalize the marketing strategy. So to make sure that marketing produces the results that it's committed to on an annual basis, Um, to make sure that the programs and objectives for our function are delivered on time as committed. I I run all the basic ops stuff that you can think of, but then I really sort of have my hands in all of our strategic programs to make sure that we are delivering as we commit. No, that's great. And that's, I know we've talked before and um, executive engagement or C-suite marketing is one of your strategic initiatives. You know, want to get into, okay, you know, it's, it's easy to sketch out big ideas and plans at that level, but how do you actually operationalize it? How do you make it work? Tell us first a little bit just generally about 
the initiative or what do you, what's the focus and what are the main objectives for executive engagement? Yeah, so this year we've really made a concerted effort to, uh, in partnership with sales, to create opportunities for our field to interact at the C-suite and sort of C-1 level in our customer and prospect accounts, more so this year on the business side than ever before. Uh, we play in both the business and the IT space as a software platform. And, and we, we certainly know a, a lot of people in the IT world. So this, this year we were focusing on sort of how do you penetrate deeper and wider into the business, the lines of business and the people at the top, really in our customer accounts running those parts of the business. No, that's great because everything is data driven now. And so, and yeah. you know, your own marketing, I'm sure. So tell me a little bit more about the audiences that you're really focusing on now, that broadening as well as deepening. Yeah, so we're looking at um, the C-suite in marketing. So CMO, of course, you know, as a marketer, I can appreciate right. the need for data <laughs> and right. analytics in marketing. Uh, so the CMO, the uh, chief supply chain or procurement is, is a sweet spot, CFO, you know, really sort of those functional lines of business. And then depending upon the industry, there may be nuances. So we really are looking to get our C-suite more, I guess, connected to mm -hmm. the C-suite and our customer accounts, which can be a real challenge because our customers are, you know, big players. They are large enterprise companies and, you know, reaching the top in those organizations takes a lot of time and energy. No, and, and your executives don't scale, right? So if you've got thousands of customers and you're trying to reach the C-suite with your however many, you know, it's not that many to build those personal connections, personal relationships, you know, so that's, that's where we get into how do you actually operationalize all of this. Right. I think that's really where marketing can play a role. Um, you know, the marketing can have that broader reach and then, you know, surface whether it's at the C-suite or, you know, as you get into mid-tiers and into management layers below, but really it's how do you surface those relationships, those opportunities to connect at the right point in time. So we're really focused on, first, do we know who these people are? Second, are we creating programs that are allowing our content to be interesting, you know, like to surface to them? And are we engaging them with what we're producing? And then are we creating opportunities for our leadership and our sales teams to build those relationships or deepen those relationships. So I'm wondering because we work with a lot of technology companies and, and this is a relatively common challenge. Technology companies have longstanding relationships in IT. So much of IT now pervades the business. You wanna work across, build relationships in the other functions. From, from a Teradata perspective, I'm curious, what are the CMOs, the heads of supply chain and so on, what are they interested in from Teradata? Um, and I guess what I'm asking is, they want the data, of course. Um, they want it rolled up to a strategic level for the most part. They probably want to understand how data is changing their, their work and their business. 
but they still look to IT to make that happen, I think. Um, so I'm curious just, you know, what is it that they're looking for that is you can best provide to some of those other business leaders and functions? Yeah, I, I think from a like from what we market and sell at Teradata, the yeah. C-suite is really looking for answers to really big problems. You know, if you're the CMO, you're how am I going to create funnel? And that may sound easy on paper, but anyone in marketing knows that it takes a lot of effort. Right. And so how do I prove that I'm contributing to the funnel? How do I how do I create leads that resonate and matter? How do I move the needle in my business and, and show meaningful results? If you're the CFO, it's are we managing our business wisely? Uh, do we have a churn issue? How do we attack, you know, how do we improve our EPS? And so, you know, how do you get all of this data together to help you answer those questions? And so I think our we have tremendous knowledge in our company on how to solve those problems. So our job in marketing is to put sort of thought leadership content out there to yeah. understand our customer and prospect accounts and some of those big hairy problems they're trying to solve and then try to, to merge those two things. If we know you're after a churn issue, how do we put our, we solve churn for tons of customers like that. Right. We know how to do this. So how do we make sure you know that we're in that space and how do we get you that content and that information and make it understandable at an executive level? Great. Okay. So let's, let's now talk a little bit programmatically. You mentioned thought leadership and that often is the fuel, you know, or the centerpiece in a way of executive engagement programs. Um, what's, what is the portfolio of activities look like that you're trying to make sure work? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we've, this, it's such an odd year. So um, most C-suite relationships tend to have a physical component, right? Like physical right. relationships, you, you see executives sort of flying all over the world, having meetings and um, with what's happened this year, we've had to think outside the box and, and do like every other company in the world, pivot to a virtual method of, of doing business. Mm -hmm. So we we do have sort of automated programs that we run. We use third-party partners, companies like Forbes or academic institutions, you know, places where reliable information can be found and where C-suite individuals go to find that information. So we partner with companies and academic institutions to make sure that we're in the right places. Um, participate in some of their virtual events this year. Right. Um, you know, a lot of it is figuring out this year, where is the C-suite going that's different this year? And how do we make sure we show up there? And, and so we've put concerted effort into that. We've tried um, rather successfully, I'd say, with C-suite advisory boards or, you know, the, the creation I think in this in the executive arena, smaller is often better. It's more intimate and people are more sort of willing to have dialogue if it's a smaller audience. So, you know, focused, smaller uh, round table type, you know, advisory board type opportunities, I think. And then we have some like just genuine programmatic uh, campaigns that we've executed top to top as we call it. So how do we, how does our top of the, 
the food chain here at Teradata reach the top in our customer account. Right. So these are like executive sponsorship or executive relationship programs. Yeah. yeah. Great. Is that some? Is that a big part of it, or is and is that newer, or is that longer standing? Because that's an interesting one. It, it's not really a sponsorship program, but we've got a, a an orchestrated or automated program that we leverage our leadership team to reach outbound into the C-suite in customer accounts. And then it, like there's really a, a sort of programmatic method to the madness. So we use um, our orchestrations really driven through Eloqua, but you know, we've got a, a program that we run and it includes things like direct mail or outbound um, email from our C-suite to theirs, uh, ultimately trying to get to that bridge or that meeting where our leadership and their leadership are connecting on a personal now, level. What kind of scale are you able to do? Because that's what I always wonder. You know, we were talking before about your executives only scale so much, right? And yeah, so the, the, automated, the automated is not that, I mean, it's hard, but it, it doesn't take their time. Right. But then if they actually get the meetings, you know, then, then there are some limits. Yeah, we're, you know, you hope to create that problem for cool. sure. <laughs> yeah, from a scalability standpoint, some of the orchestrated stuff is really easier to scale and has had surprising traction in a year where we've huh. sort of pivoted to all things are happening electronically in our lives. So I, I do think we've had pretty decent success. And I don't know if that's because of what's happened with COVID this year or all people are sort of homebound or, you know, they're not right. traveling. So that could influence the success of the program, but we have, um, our, my goal is to create a problem for sales that they can't keep up with the number of meetings we're sending their way or then, you know, those opportunities to connect in a, you know, an academic forum, you know, or a sponsorship type event. Oh, so I love that. <laughs> if I can create that problem, I'm winning. Yeah, that's great. And I want to talk about sales, but first I want to just talk, I want to stick with this programmatic effort because I know you, you do account-based marketing at Teradata as well. And so I'm curious how the executive programs intersect or, or you know, complement the account-based marketing effort. Yeah, you know, at Teradata, I would say we do sort of all things ABM. Uh, we, we play kind of at that uh, one-to-many, one-to-few, and one-to-one level. As you, I think, focus on the executive, you know, the C-suite, it becomes more and more one-to-few or one-to-many. Um, one-to-one, you mean? Oh, yeah, one-to-one. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. You get to the top of that pyramid where you're really trying to, to hit the mark on the message. In many cases, you may get one shot especially if it's some sort of outbound Hail Mary, you know, yeah. you're hoping that you're, if you're sending an email from your CMO to theirs, that it's going to hit the mark and there's going to be something that sparks a click through and a, you know, in the, in the digital right now, the digital world, you want that response. You don't want to miss the mark with that nope. level of interaction. Yeah, so we've done in some cases where we know we're targeting a specific 
set of individuals, we'll do considerable research and, and put a lot of energy into understanding the communication style of that person, where they're going for information, um, what the real business problems are in their world, you know, really trying to learn through their lens and appreciate and understand the customer's view, not ours. Now, as you move into that, um, I think especially as you go one to few, one to one, uh, you're presumably working even more closely with sales. Oh yeah. Yeah, so tell me a little bit, Jennifer, about maybe a little more broadly, how you work with sales on this whole executive engagement effort, you know, even, even beyond maybe the, the ABM part. Yeah, so where we're really seeing that kind of one-to-one -one energy, our marketing leadership and the sales leadership, we're sitting down in a, in a room, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Together, and marketing is helping contribute to the, the account plan and the approach in that account um, as a peer to, to sales. And it's a, you know, it, it is a team effort. It takes a village and we are part of that village. So where I think we really do see success is where those silos have broken down and sales and marketing, um, even you know, consulting and services, and this, it's a, an army of people going after the same mission. When you're at that level of ABM, the executive programs, I would think, is a almost like a menu of possibilities that they can tap into. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we have to get creative and come up with something new. So, uh, you know, the team in our marketing organization focused on executive engagement you know, is trying new things all the time. You know, really, they've gone out and, and spent a considerable amount of time researching techniques and strategies that will reach this audience. It's hard to do and you don't want to blow it when you get the opportunity. So, you know, when we do make, make those meetings and when we do get our chance, you better get it right. So that's where partnering with sales is even more important and making sure that, you know, whatever we know in marketing, we communicate to the sales team that they tell the story the right way. They really understand what the customer need is and that when they go in for that meeting, they are met with success and hopefully get a second meeting. Right, <laughs> right, right. We'll be back after a very quick break. Enjoying the podcast? Want to learn more about C-Suite marketing? Send us a comment and we'll add you to a drawing to win a copy of my colleague Bev Burgess's book, Executive Engagement Strategies, How to Have Conversations and Develop Relationships that Build B2B Business. Okay, now back to the show. Well, and I'm wondering too, you know, we've obviously been talking a little bit about the, the shift this year and the moving to everything to virtual. Um, I would imagine though for Teradata, 
on some level, there's a lot of new opportunity because of the services and capabilities that you provide, but also just with existing customers, a lot of scrambling for help with what you're doing. And so I'm curious, with the executive engagement approach, to what extent you've had to shift kind of the content and the substance of what you're doing, as well as the tactics of how you interact. Yeah, you know, I think it's changing. It feels a little more normal today than it did three months ago. Um, certainly mm -hmm. in the beginning of COVID, our messaging to leadership in our customer accounts is, you know, we're there for you. We bent over backwards with our customer base to really be there for them. And so, you know, those are opportunities that you get maybe once in a lifetime, you know, to be there in that moment of crisis in industries that don't know what their future holds. Um, and I, I feel like our sales leadership and our executive leadership team really did a fantastic job just being there. And so our job in marketing was to sort of amplify that messaging to our customer base. One of the things we did was offered free learning, right? Like if all your workforce is stuck at home, here's an opportunity to, to learn more, better about what Teradata Advantage can do in your company. Those types of things, being a partner and showing up matter at the executive level in moments of crisis. So I think that's the biggest thing that we did it does feel, I think, more like, not normal, but uh, it doesn't sort of settled, feel like settled <laughs> down maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think people have had a chance to adjust a bit now. And certainly some industries have issues that are brand new and that we're helping them solve. And, and that's where, from a marketing standpoint, how does our messaging need to change and what do we need to do differently with the content we're creating or the people we're reaching out to or our segmentation or you know what have you in, in marketing overall, how do we help them solve these new problems that came out of nowhere? Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. That's what I meant by kind of the content and the substance. You've had to yeah. pivot on the issues that you're talking about now. Yeah, like one thing that I think was really incredible that we did at Teradata, we have a great, pandemic response team and we and, and because of who we are we have done tons of analytics on how to return to work safely and we created a dashboard based on the publicly available data and you know we created a tool and made available to our customers and really the world on how to return a, a tool to help them return to work safely so when that moment comes, they have a, a dashboard at their disposal that helps them assess if I'm in Germany versus India versus Australia versus Brazil versus the US, what does return to work look like? And you know, when is it safe and how do we do it? That's another thing that I'm really proud of Teradata for providing. It's the biggest problem some executives have right now. How do you get your workforce back to work safely? That's amazing. And so you developed it, you've been rolling it out, you're communicating, you're educating, training. Yeah, it's a pretty um, great tool and great opportunity for, you know, what we do best to help executives solve this unforeseen, 
unknown bizarre problem that they're faced with right now. Right. I'm curious, I, it might even be a little bit too early on this one, but I'm curious if this whole experience is making you think differently as you look ahead about the kinds of issues that you need to focus on, the kinds of relationships you're trying to build at the executive level or just with your customers? Um, I do think it's it's made me personally and my organization reflect on how we're spending time and money. And, and sort of as the world has shifted, our, do our investments match where the world is headed? And and so I think like from a purely, because I'm an ops person and a lot, you know, at my core in a lot of ways, are we, are we doing the right things to move the needle for Teradata and more importantly, ultimately for our customers? So I think in that regard, it's made you sort of take a step back and, and really reflect. And because it's this time of year and we're in the middle of 2021 planning, it's top of mind really for probably most people in the, the business. Right. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm so struck, you know, doing this podcast and talking to a lot of folks, you know, doing great work like you uh, and great companies that, you know, technology companies are fortunate relatively to a number of other sectors in dealing with this because technology is at the center of everything. Um, but also really challenged because we're so mission critical to our customers. How do we help them pivot and look ahead and prepare for the future? And, um, it kind of raises the stakes. It does. Yeah. It's been a, a year like no other because we're still in the middle of it. It's kind of hard to say, but at, certainly at some point I'll lead an effort at Teradata in marketing to sort of reflect on what we've learned. I do think, you know, the way we do business and the things that we do are in some ways forever changed. For example, we, like every other company, started virtual EBCs. So our executive briefing center, which is always a high touch in-person, you know, day or two days, pretty intense. We pivoted to a virtual version and I think it, it absolutely plays at the C-suite, right? And now because we've gone virtual and we've shortened it, you, you actually have an opportunity to engage at probably a higher level in the company than you normally would with some of these things. So I think that idea will probably stick around forever. It doesn't mean right. all EBC visits are virtual, but it's definitely an option that we're not going to take off our menu. Our offerings right. will always include a virtual option. But, you know, as, as we talk to ITSMA members and, and, and clients, we asked this question about what might be permanently changed. Because the joke, of course, is we've done three years of digital transformation over the last three months. When we look at marketing activities, generally speaking, for large B2B providers, it's been roughly 50-50 digital and in-person. And I think everybody hopes we'll be able to get back some of those in person, whether it's executive briefing center programs or roundtables and seminars or bigger events, whatever. But I think the expectation is that balance is going to be quite different. You know, even when we are able to work in person, it might be 70-30, something like that. 
Yeah, I think the whole world has definitely been forced to lean into digital, but also learned along the way what kind of what works and what doesn't. It's, it's hard right now for me to get my head around big events, you know, what that timeline looks like. Yeah. And so maybe we are pivoting to smaller regional events. And really, when we're talking about executive engagement, I, I firmly believe that more intimate, smaller events are probably are more powerful. I think the, the conversation is more intimate and, and transparent in smaller settings. So I think for me, that's where it's at. Um, all right, we have just a few minutes left. I want to ask a couple more questions. And, and this one hopefully isn't too loaded, given who uh -huh. you are at Teradata. But for a lot of companies running executive engagement programs, the data part of it is really challenging because your executives, when they're meeting your customers, they're not entering into a CRM system <laughs> or things like that. So. I'm curious, especially given your role and given Teradata, how do you deal with that whole data management insight piece for executive engagement? What can you tell the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that data management is a nut that I'd be shocked if anyone has truly cracked. But we, we have made an effort at Teradata this year to harvest all of the information from the field where a lot of that information is held in someone's telephone or on their, you know, in Outlook or what have you. Right. So we've partnered closely with sales leadership and sales operations to encourage our field to, to put that information in our system of record. So I think we've done actually an outstanding job of collecting that information this year. The challenge now will be how do you maintain it? And because, you know, people move from job to job all the time, how do you keep that information fresh and current? And so that's really the next wave for us is I, I feel like we have a a pretty good grasp of who's who and now how do we make sure we continue to know who's who as our as the leadership teams and our customer and prospect accounts evolve because they they do what are some of the other operational challenges that are particularly sticky for you uh, I, you know I, I i always having the right content and then being relevant in the moment, you know, how you orchestrate all of that and how you create opportunities to sort of for that hook at the executive level um, is always a challenge. You know, I think business problems evolve and staying on top of that and have, making as not a regular member of an account team, marketing is at the disadvantage of being a step removed from the customer, if you will. So how do we, as a company, how do we collect and understand what's happening in our customer accounts and share that information? And I know the same thing that sales knows, that services knows. Fortunately, kind of what Teradata does, right? We integrate data and make it usable and understandable. And we have an advantage there in terms of having insight into all of that data, but it's how do you really turn it into something meaningful at the executive level? And then having that content engine to keep it fresh and, and relevant and, you know, whether it's a blog or a social post or a white paper or a presentation or whatever format, an infographic, whatever's sort of needed in the moment. 
yeah, keeping up, doing it fast enough, being able to customize and kind of at, at some kind of scale. Yeah, it's really that sort of one-to-one -one ABM at scale. And while people may claim to have succeeded at that, I question the validity of that statement. You know, well, it's so right. hard to be that relevant, that personalized at the individual level at scale. You can do it in pockets, but at scale, it's very, very difficult. And it remains, it's the same challenge we've had for 15, 20 years in the ABM space. Well, right, right. It's like, dear Jennifer, personalized, you know, here's the fabulous white paper that I worked for the last six months on, on an issue that used to be important to you. And you've moved on. <laughs> and you've You're moved on. You're worried about COVID now. So. Exactly, exactly. Okay, um, let me turn it around. And you've mentioned a couple of things that you are especially proud of. I'm wondering, are there, you know, any other big success stories that you'd like to share? Um, you know, from the, the broader executive engagement effort. Yeah, I think um, I, I've been really impressed with what our team has done in terms of scalability. So some of this programmatic, executive level programmatic effort that we've put in this year has paid off. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's surprising that, that you get that traction. So I'm really proud of the team um, in terms of what they've been able to do at a moderate scale with some of the programmatic campaigns they've developed. And I, I really think that there's been innovation in partnering with third parties and influencers and using those partnerships to help meet the C-suite where they're at. I think that's been a pretty successful effort this year uh, for us. And, not, you know, we don't have it all. So when you, when you rely, when you pull in experts in other places in the world, particularly academic institutions, it gets really interesting, the problems you can solve and the discussions you can have and how you can sort of resonate at the C-suite for these enterprise accounts that are trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. <laughs> Yeah, can, can we go another minute on that? I'm curious about any of the academic partnership examples. Um, we, we did another podcast episode actually on influencer marketing at the executive level. And, I, and I, I, I agree with you. I think the academic institutions are particularly interesting. Paradata partners with Oxford and has had a fantastic uh, partnership really with the, the leadership in Teradata and Oxford and our customer accounts coming together and having these, um, well, they were physical last year and now sort of virtual format uh, to really discuss the power of integrated data and finding answers. And, um, it, you know, with academics, you're getting into AI and machine learning and really where the world is headed having knowledgeable people from our end, from the academic end, and then from our customer end, it, it makes for fantastic dialogue, learning, and opportunity really to solve big problems for these yeah. big accounts. And, and, and we learn along the way. And you know, if our customers succeed, we succeed. So it's kind of a win-win when you can make those introductions through an academic lens. All right. Last question, Jennifer, and I know you said it's a little bit early to really be able to reflect, but I'm curious, 
if you maybe just more generally talk about any keys to success with this broad scale executive engagement effort? Um, number one, I would say sales alignment. So marketing and sales being on the same page, taking the time to do your research, you know, understanding who your target is, who they, you know, at a fundamental level, where they go for information, how they consume information, and then meeting them where they're at. And so how do you operationalize against that? And, and that's, that's hard. You know, even the research is hard. <laughs> you know, it's right. not all just because these are C-suite people doesn't mean all their information is out there. So um, it takes, uh, it, you know, it's a big push. But it, ultimately, if you have those meetings and build those relationships, it's it's worth the time, energy, and it's really worth the push. The perfect place to end. Jennifer, thank you. Really, really appreciate all your insight and openness and uh, enjoyed the conversation. It's been fun, Rob. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Thanks for listening to C-Suite Marketing. I hope you got at least a few new ideas. Let us know what you think and send along any questions or suggestions for upcoming episodes. And if you really enjoyed the show, do us a favor and tell two friends. Do us another favor and check out our sponsor, Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Boardroom Insiders helps you close bigger deals faster. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. And don't forget to visit us at itsma.com for more on this podcast and more insight and inspiration on executive engagement, account-based marketing, thought leadership, and other B2B marketing priorities. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.